Welcome to Co-op Mode, Round 92. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by the Canardian, Mark Carabin, returning champion of food reviews. <laughs> yes, yes. My my recent appearance on the Snack Network, I'm going to be doing more too. Exclusive. You heard it here first. Uh, there's three exclusive Hershey bars released in Canada. I got one the other day and, uh, and it, it worked pretty well on the Snack Network. If you haven't seen the little taste test, it's like a quick YouTube short. Uh, or it's on, and it's on like TikTok and Instagram and everything too. Um, but yeah, I picked up the other two today. So two more exclusive candy bars that I'm going to be trying. My, my wife and I will be trying and, uh, she popped in the video just randomly. I didn't think she was going to be part of it. And then she just popped in there, but, uh, yeah, check them over the uh, snack network. If you haven't subscribed already, they're great. Um, they, they do a lot of fun stuff, but uh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Dave. Yep. Yep. Old name goes way back. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've known Dave for a very long time and, uh, we, we text back and forth, uh, about a couple of snacks in the past and, uh, and it's cool to finally, finally do something and get it up there. And, and, uh, last time I, I bought an exclusive like Canadian snack, uh, the whole house ended up getting sick and I, I didn't it was like, <laughs> and they, they got into it and it was like, just finish the snack before I got a chance to film anything. So it's, it's nice to, to finally do that. But uh, yeah. Oh, those buried treasures up in Canada, Mark. Oh my goodness. Exactly. You guys get all the fun stuff, but you know what? We have something really fun on this episode because we are joined on the co-op couch by someone who likes to play games together. And that is Nave from the gaming together podcast. Nave. Welcome. Hi, I'm happy to be here. This is good stuff. And Nave has introduced us to the wonders of Zencaster on a console. No <laughs> one thought it could happen, and it's happening live. Watch the video. You'll see us wow. all. And uh, we're going to see how this goes. Oh, do you want video proof? I just did it, but I can do it for the... I forgot we're on video. Here, look at this. There's my dirty TV. Here's my Xbox Elite. And there's my guide eventually. You're just going to have to it's trust so me, cool. I guess. My guide decided to I did to see the guide that. pop up the first time. Yeah, oh, that was... there it goes. It's it a little slow. Yeah. Don't want to mess out. with the memory bandwidth too much bringing up the guy. Say, we might break at any second. Quick, any, uh, any weird movements might break this situation, but we are yeah. glad the power of Xbox is bringing us all together tonight. This is very ph phenomenal. So, so Nave, uh, we're going to talk more about what you do at the end of the show and where people can find you, but we want to get to know you a little bit better in your gaming uh, interests uh, by playing a game called Buy, Rent, Return. Um, and I picked because Black Sales, oh, not Black Sales. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, which was inspired by Black Sales, is finally coming out five years after it was announced. No one thought this game would actually happen, and it is. So I thought, you know what? We should talk about some long-delayed games. So that's going to be the actual bonus round topic, but we're going to pick three that had a long and storied delay until they finally all came out. So we've got Duke Nukem Forever. 15 years after Duke Nukem 3D, it finally emerged. And I actually played that game recently on PlayStation Plus because they have it streaming. And boy, oh boy, is this game bad. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even want to tell you what happened in the bathroom in that game. Don't look it up. Uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> 
six years after Skyward Sword, and I believed delayed multiple times. Um, didn't even come out. Well, it came out on the Wii U, but just barely. Um, then we have Kingdom Hearts 3. 14 years after Kingdom Hearts 2 and about 85 GBI, GBA games <laughs> that were prequels, side stories, and everything like that. Um, I think they covered every genre of game, but the sequel finally came out. And so very these- easy to follow naming conventions for every single one of them. Naming Absolutely. conventions almost as easy to follow as the narrative of the story itself. <laughs> yes. And you know, Haley Joel Osment started that game as a young child. And now he's now he's on what was he on The Boys? I think he was on The Boys as a character in that. So all grown up. Really? Well. Wow. Yeah, he played uh, a character with mental powers. So there you go. So with these games and the delay, Nave, what would you buy, rent, and return? of these games now i'm definitely might get kicked off immediately for this but i have a real soft spot for horrible games and i don't know why that is and so with that being said i think you know where i'm going i think i'm going to buy duke nukem forever (laughs) this game i actually have a soft spot for it because me and one of my good friends who hadn't talked in many years got back together randomly over Duke Nukem of all games. And he was like, hey, I saw you were playing this. Let's just talk and party and like play this game together. We get about halfway through the game, and we decide to restart from the beginning on the hardest difficulty and race to the end. And <laughs> he ends up... Be- I get to the last boss fight first, but he beats me because I start getting so... I get I go on straight tilt whenever I start getting mad. Like, I just start performing <laughs> at suboptimal levels. And so I could not beat this last boss, and he just laughed me. And I'll never forget it. It's such a painful loss on my, on my uh, street cred for video games. I've lost a Duke Nukem Forever race. But because of that, I'm going to go ahead and buy Duke Nukem Forever just so I can look at it and know what That's bad awesome games story. look like. It's That's a memory great. you'll live with forever. Speaking of memories I'll live with forever, you mentioned that Breath of the Wild was on the Wii U. Well, what if I told you that I played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U? That was how I experienced the entirety of that you game. One of those six people. Not all heroes wear capes, folks. <laughs> well, this is the this is a memory I'm always going to remember as well because I'm a I'm in the postal service and. Whenever I was going through training, they made me go to a larger city to do my training. So I got a hotel and everything. I didn't want to take my Xbox because my Xbox is my baby. And I get scared moving expensive things around. So I don't really care so much about the Wii U. I had a few games that I needed to play. So I brought Monster Hunter and uh, something else that I didn't even touch because I had Zelda Breath of the Wild. And that was the game I just ended up beating while I was there, essentially. And... So I'm going to go ahead and rent that game, especially because of the replayability. That game is the sensible pick. So I'm, I'm, not, sure, completely, absolutely. I'm not completely dumb, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and rent Breath of the Wild. And that just leaves Kingdom Hearts 3 to be returned. And that is because I get a migraine every time I try to comprehend what's going on in that story. That is the crime and punishment of our time. That is our generation's... <laughs> Odyssey. The Russian novel know. of video games. There you yeah. go. Yes. Can't do it. It yeah, was a fun game though. for that game. Oh yeah. Or like an abridged, like shortened version. I don't know. Cliff notes. 
of video games right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Very, very good. Mark, my friend, now your choice. Yes. And are you going to use uh, the proper, are you going to use knaves? Like, decision-making skills on this one? Are you going <laughs> to pick, like, the quality over quantity, or are you going to pick the unbelievable it happened? I'm, yeah, so long-delayed game. So I guess, yeah, I get. There are a couple of ways you could look at this. Is like I can't believe this finally came out. I, it, I'm impressed by it. Therefore, that's what I'm buying, kind of thing. Uh, versus, I just love this game. So, um, yeah, that's that's a tough one because I, I did want it. I kind of had it locked in of like games that I love and and or like you know quality of what I'd want to play, kind of thing. And Breath of the Wild was first. Uh, Duke Nukem would be the, the the rental, and then Kingdom Hearts would be the return. But yeah, as far as like can't believe it took this long, kind of thing, I think Breath of the Wild would come in last. I, I'd return like the impressed factor because like every Zelda game gets delayed since I want to say Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. The, g- the games just keep getting have have gotten delayed. So anything past. Nintendo 64, and I, I think even Majora's Mask ended up getting... Ocarina got delayed. Yeah, so I mean, Zelda games always get delayed, so that's, it's not super impressive for this one getting delayed. So from that standpoint, that's the return on this one. Duke Nukem Forever was such, like, the, the ongoing joke of, like, you know, like... <laughs> it's just shovelware. It's, it's, it's vaporware. It's nothing. It's, it doesn't exist. Um, it's like uncle Ben coming back to life in comic books. Like it just doesn't happen. And then this game's released. So in that case, yeah, Duke Nukem forever is the one I'm buying. And then kingdom hearts, like you said, it took 14 years between proper ones, but they had all the little individual sequels. So um, maybe that's the rental for surprisability uh, in that case. What's, well, uh, folks, how are you, how are you going to organize this? Now I'm curious, so, man. I, that, I mean, I think I'm going to go down your path, Mark, because I think it has to go down the. I can't believe it actually happened with Duke Nukem. I played Duke Nukem 3D in college, and I would go to the library or not the library, the bookstore every week to get my comics first, and then I go to the bookstore and look at video game magazines because there was no internet for like anything back then, folks. It was the 90s. So I found, got all my news from like Edge Magazine, Game Pro, um, all those magazines. And they would always have like, oh, Duke Nukem 3D, and they'd show a screenshot. And then they'd say, oh, they've ch- decided to change engines. And it was so funny because that was the story of that game. They could not settle on like the technology they wanted to use because they're always thinking, oh, something's better is going to push this long. And folks, Duke Nukem was known because you could flush a toilet and play billiards. <laughs> That's what made that game unique. And it had a little bit of TNA and stuff like that in very pixelated look. But that's really the novelness, the interactivity just to do something like that, which was a big deal at the time. I don't know why they felt like they needed to be cutting edge graphically or something. It was really like, just, you know what, interact. And that's when I played the game finally. 
I mean, it, they really went after the interactivity. Uh, there are lots, so many fun things to do in the bathroom in that game, kids. Um, just, <laughs> and they didn't invest in the story, that's for sure, or the gameplay, because it did not age well. So, um, but I am amazed that they stuck to their guns and that game finally came out. So, you know, it wins. It's a winner. You just want to have that thing bought so you can just kind of put it in the hall of shame and be someone that actually owns that game. You know, it's like the ET cartridge, you know, it's, it's, it's infamous. Uh, then Kingdom Hearts three. I mean, I was so into one and two and I loved those games, but those were back on PlayStation two. And I mean, we had PlayStation three went, came and went and PlayStation four. It finally came out when I played that game. I'm like, well, I guess they didn't learn anything about voice acting in 25 years or whatever it was, because I'm like, wow, the voice direction has come so far since that game and they learned nothing. It was like a bad anime dub and it was pretty, pretty, pretty painful considering they've got some pretty good voice talent. So, um, it but it, you know, commitment. it came out. Oh yeah. It's those really long pauses were not, no one's talking for no reason. I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> it's dramatic. I don't know. Haley Joel Osment, man, you deserve better. But um, yeah, so I mean, it, once again, but that game, but to your point, Mark, it had lots of interactions. I mean, GBA, I think a DS game, there was you know, card battling. They they like to do everything in that game, like mini movies, whatever. Um, but then, yeah, Breath of the Wild. It, it, yeah, I think that was the game that I was just amazed it actually came out on Wii U, to be honest. Like, mm. it was like, here's here's a present, <laughs> you, you hearty <laughs> Wii U owners. We're, we're thanking you for your service. Um, it's like, what is it, the the DS where they gave you the, or the 3DS where they gave you that, like, uh, the those all those uh, virtual console games or whatever for free. Oh, yes, the ambassador ambassadors. program. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, I still have those. Going to reward you. Yeah, uh, and well, I mean, it was similar to also what they did with uh, with Twilight Princess. I mean, that was a GameCube slash Wii release, right? And yep. they just flipped it because you had uh, Link had to be right handed because most people were using the right Wii hand. remote in the right hands yeah. to, uh, to so to track the sword movement correctly. They they just literally just mirrored the game. So if you wanted Crazy. to play the game correctly with Link in his correct. <laughs> Uh, left-handed pose because because Link has always been a lefty until that game. Um, yeah, play it on GameCube. Yeah, and if you're watching right now, Nave might be the only person whose podcast is standing up. So this is going to be an endurance test for Nave. So let's see how he does. Oh, I'm um, used to it. It's the worst. You're actually. I'm going to make everyone angry when eventually I start talking. I'm going to start pop pacing around i'm gonna leave the camera view i'll come back i don't i have really bad uh, add i guess that's okay i think it's fun it makes it entertaining Brock mclaughlin did uh, he has a standing desk i think he was standing up for holocron but this might be a co-op mode first oh do i need to stand i can stand too as you can see my 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 desk lifting i will play the game as well let's see how this goes I feel I left out. I gotta, I, I've got I, a I, I'd have to hold my webcam up or else you're going to be just staring at my <laughs> midsection. That's, no one wants that. So I'm just going to sit like down. This. Yeah. this is a, this is a very, this is the reason we are on YouTube folks. Just see what's happening. Um, yeah. You'll enjoy the room. Yeah. You never know. You might see another floating uh, balloon behind Mark. We never know. Um, Not today. No, the no. blue balloon sadly is deflated, but it's, it's, it's over in front of me. But never no. forgotten. No. Oh, well. Well, thank you for playing the game, gentlemen. I think we've all come away very happy with our picks. But we're going to move on to something we've actually hopefully been enjoying playing. And that's we start with Nave. Uh, what have you been playing, man? 
Well, I've been diving into this game called Deadly Premonition on the Xbox uh, backwards compatibility program in honor of it shutting down. Uh, rest in peace. And this game is something that I've always heard like on the grapevine that this is some kind of cult classic. It's like a really cheesy kind of Twin Peaks-ish Japanese take on American life. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. But I was way too young to be able to handle how like B movie this game is. Not the the B movie with what's his name? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> not that. <laughs> but um yeah, I I was like this game is horrible. I don't I don't see what everyone sees in it. There's not nearly enough explosions for me. And so now returning as a uh semi-functioning adult to this game, I have been infatuated with it. Like I don't know what's going on, but it is so Japanese and so out of left field with so many different things. Like the it's all about you're an FBI agent investigating a murder and that's very serious and there's like scary Silent Hill things going on, but it also is like you're talking to this rich man who owns almost all the land, basically Mr. Burns from uh, The Simpsons, and he's wearing a gas mask. He's the most scary-looking person, and he's like, hey, uh, for lunch, you should try what I try for lunch, a uh, peanut butter tuna and cereal sandwich. And you're like, that sounds disgusting. And then there's a 15-minute exchange where it's like, you're not a real investigator if you just completely dismiss things out of intuition and he's like and then he eats it and he's like this is delicious i'll have what he's having and i'm like what am i what is happening i just witnessed someone getting disemboweled a little bit earlier <laughs> we're at the diner arguing about cereal sandwiches disgusting i love it <laughs> it's the okay, american it's the japanese and like i kind of want to try that like peanut butter and like I mean, I think the natural choice is like peanut butter puffs and like a peanut butter sandwich and you get Reese peanut butter puffs. Like Todd, you're the cereal guy. What kind of cereal would you recommend in a sandwich, like a peanut butter sandwich? Oh, good question. Good question. So um, if you want to have something complimentary, you could do peanut butter with a little bit of honey nut. Uh, oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because it's going to yeah, overwhelm okay. you. It's yeah. going to complement the peanut butter. Right, right. Yeah, because uh, yeah, my, my pick was way too much peanut butter. I yeah, was definitely no, you're, leaning you're right. to something like as unintrusive as possible. I was thinking of kicks. I was like, those things don't taste right. like anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what you're going for. Yeah. They're for your kid who you don't want to have any sugar and to be not entertained <laughs> or energized by the experience. It's like when the colors zapped out of yourself, like in a video game or something. That's it's very, it's like, the colors. It's like a, uh, what is it? Uh, reverse Twix. Or tricks? I don't. Tricks, the one with the rabbit. Exactly. Yeah. Tricks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. just drain. The, it's 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 tricks before they had the colors with mm-hmm. all those uh, artificial flavors. Funny story. My company. We try to become healthier. We used all natural colors. They looked horrible because natural <clears throat> colors are typically not that bright, and the kids hated it. So we put yeah. it back and made it the old junk food that they loved. And tricks is back. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Man, this is a weird tangent, but like, do you ever see that clip of like Jamie Oliver showing kids how chicken nuggets are made and it's like just chicken goop and it's just all like, like just disgusting pink goo and they like form it into chicken nuggets. And at the end, he's like, so would you kids rather real chicken 
breasts of like white meat or do you still want chicken nuggets? And every single kid is like, no, nah, no, nah, still chicken nuggets, hundred percent. Yeah. Let's like, like get some nuggies right now. And he's just like, but why? They're disgusting. They're pink goop. It looks like toothpaste. And they're like, they taste good. Screw off Jamie Oliver. Like we don't know who you are and we don't care. Give us chicken nuggets. I absolutely and really so defeated. It's amazing. I would, if I was a kid, I would swan dive into that chicken paste. Like, <laughs> it's like pate, yes. right? That's my answer. If I was a kid. That's exactly. Yes, of course. There's always a caveat. Mark, you have a kid, so you can say, oh, because of my child. Uh, Right. Yes. Yes. Safe. Kids are great excuses. And my favorite thing is going to McDonald's once a year to get the McRib. I don't know what McRib is. There's probably McRib little organisms that they harvest from a a lab. But McRib, I accept it's McRib. Straight off the McRib tree. (laughs) Delicious. (laughs) That We're having a rib fest grill marks, here. Like grill marks are like uh, spray painted on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want that we guy's job. Well, well, Mark, I think you missed the part where he said he put tuna fish, though, in the cereal sandwich. I said, no, no, I said, well, like, get rid of the tuna, tuna fish. Tuna. What oh, kind okay. would you just okay. peanut butter? <laughs> no tuna fish. Forget it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's circle back to deadly premonition. Exactly. <laughs> Cereal talk, uh, but it's like yeah, the Japanese yeah. interpretation of like America with Twin Peaks, which is That's so amazing. bizarre. Mm, yeah. yeah, the game is so interesting because it makes me very nostalgic for so many different games for no reason whatsoever. Like for some reason, when I'm talking to people and like it does the Yakuza thing where there's sometimes voice acting, sometimes there's just text, boop, 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 and sometimes there's like a oh yeah, like you know, there's a small voice line for a lot of dialogue and. For some reason, when the game is going through text without any voice acting at all, I'm thinking of Mega Man Legends, and I don't know what it is about it, but m- my brain goes straight, I close my eyes and I can see myself sitting in front of the CRT playing that game. And I'm like, what is th- about this game? The The voice acting is making me think of Metal Wolf Chaos from From Software. I don't know if you guys have played oh boy. that. That's where the president uses yeah. a, me- a mech, right? And yeah. defends the planet. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> like it's so great. I love it so much. Anyway, yeah, yeah. the game yeah. is very interesting. I would watch a YouTube video yeah. before you start playing it because it is, it's dated. Like the way that you shoot, use your gun is you hold the right trigger to pull it out, and you have to press the A button to shoot, and you aim with Ooh. like the left Ooh. stick, and then you left trigger to to like lock on, but it always locks onto their crotch for some reason. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like using but, the crab, the crab to hold the stick and button. That does not work. Yeah, full RoboCop. It's like, oh, I know what made Silent Hill one so good. The combat sucked. We just need to make the combat suck worse. And I'm like, how is this possible? But anyway, it's like the Homer car, right? You just take all the parts you want, but they're all the bad parts. Yeah. Oh, and the best part I forgot to mention. This is the reason why I stopped playing it yesterday is because. There's a real-time clock, or it's not real-time. It's more like every 10 seconds is a minute in the game. And it's like you wake up at 10 in the morning, and you talk to a witness, and they're like, I'll meet you after work behind the behind the diner. Meet me at 11 p.m. And you're just like, okie-dokie, and then that's it. And then you're just supposed to do stuff until 11 p.m. And it's not like, Ugh. it's not like uh, I was going to say Tony Hawk, but what am I thinking of? Grand Theft, it's not like Grand Theft Auto, where you go to the, the Laugh Shack, and you can burn some time. Look, looking at Cat Williams, or I think that was Grand Theft Auto 4, but it's like you just sit there, you know, you just go to the park bench and sleep like a homeless person. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, <laughs> surely there are activities. I just have no idea where they're at. Because the game set your alarm on your phone 
have it set, just set there, and come back in eight hours, and you'll be ready. Oh, God forbid you miss, because it's it's like she's gonna be there from eleven to eleven thirty, and if you don't, if you, it's like Dead Rising almost. There's so many different games that it evokes in my brain, but like it's like Dead Rising where there's a time frame where you can miss it. Fortunately, you just wait till the next day, but that is so much extra waiting, and you have to eat. <laughs> it's like it's so strange. I don't know. It's very good. It's very interesting, but it's not like fun. <laughs> so you gotta be, you gotta work for it. But you might be better off just watching a playthrough on YouTube or something from someone who knows what's going on. Because I absolutely don't. I'm like googling how do I pass time fast, and I'm like I don't know how to get through it. Amazing. It's like one of those like interesting like art films. It's like that wasn't oh, good. Really? I don't ever want to see it again, but I'm really happy that I had the experience to see something that weird. Like that's what this is sounding like to me. Mm. It's very, it is definitely out there. It's the and room I'm, of video games. The, oh, hi, Mark. It, it's very oh, hi, similar. Mark. It's very similar. Very, very good folks. So I'm sure Nave sold you all on that. So get on it while it's still backwards compatible. Well, thanks Nave, Mark. Looks like you've been playing a game that looks like two names put together. Yes, I have been playing Spider Soar uh, or Spider Soars. Uh, this is a new game from WayForward. They sent me a code. So this game actually comes out, um, I think, this week as people are listening to it. Uh, it, it will be finally out uh, June, or, sorry, June, uh, July 14th on PC and console. Uh, it's already out on Apple Arcade. So if anyone's, uh, if anyone wants to play it there and you have Apple Arcade, you can play it there. Uh, but I've been playing it on Switch. It's, uh, like I said, it's going to be launching everywhere. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PC, uh, 20 bucks. So it's, it's pretty good. Um, so I'm just going to read basically the, the press pitch from this game from that, that way forward sent me, uh, get ready to save the world from the spider sore menace inspired by Saturday morning cartoons and classic run and gun action games. Spider sores is launching digitally on console and PC July 14th, uh, get the drop on these dinosaur spider mutant monstrosities, um, and prepare to experience the arcade style action of yesteryear complete with two player local co-op 12 weapons horizontal and vertical scrolling mayhem intense bosses and endless enemies to blast uh, plus there's that jam and theme song and animated intro by powerhouse animation when i fired this game up my wife looked at this and she saw that intro and she was like what are you watching i was like no this is a game and she was like this looks like a saturday morning cartoon i was like okay way forward did it <laughs> nailed it um it is voice acted it is really well animated like if you've seen any of the modern shantae games or anything like you kind of know what to expect from the way forward animation style um there are two players uh two characters one is in police training and uses a potato gun. The other is a punk rocker named Victoria that uses a guitar to shoot things as she like shreds on the guitar, it shoots out different projectiles. Um, this game's just wacky. It's called ingest, which is a spin on like in gen making dinosaurs for Jurassic park. 
these guys are making spider sores to solve the food crisis of the world. So they're they're combining dinosaurs and insects and want people to eat them. Mm, yummy. The first, yeah. But the first few um, things that they released, the first few genetic uh, monstrosities that they released started altering people's DNA. And that's why you're called in to fight these, uh, these spider sores as they overtake the facility. And uh, each boss you, f- you, you defeat, you get a different power up so you can get things like double jump, wall crawling, uh, spider web kind of shoots out from you. It's like really weird. So like you, it doesn't change your appearance. It just kind of alters your abilities. Uh, and, and I, I really, I want like the end of this game and I haven't beat it yet, but I, I want the end of this game to just be like, you turn into a spider sore yourself, kind of like uh, district oh, wow. style. Nice. But um, it is really fun. It's tough. I'm playing it on the medium difficulty right now. And uh, I had trouble getting through stage two already. Like yeah, that was my first like stage, you know, the intro stage, stage one, you kind of blow past and then stage two hits you and it's like, okay, well this is very precise. There's like, it's in the description, like waves and waves of enemies and, uh, and like a tough boss fight at the end. So it, it's very satisfying when you do beat it and, once you do beat it, there are unlockable like arcade mode, speed run mode, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's the same developers as Contra 4 and feels very much in the same vein of those kind of games. It's uh, when, when I first saw the power up abilities and stuff, I thought it was going to be more Metroidvania style, but no, nah, it's just kind of like run, gun, shoot go crazy you shoot things out of the air same thing as contra style and that upgrades your weapons and if you get hit it knocks them back like it's it's just straight up contra style uh playing this after playing ninja turtles was a bit of a like i'm in a retro groove but one thing i noticed playing ninja turtles i wanted more talking more dialogue and the reason that they didn't do that the developer said was they didn't know if they had the voice actors or they could do that so they didn't write the game with that in mind these guys have their voice actors like i said everything's fully voice acted it's great but sometimes i just want to get back to the game and i wish like in between stages there's a lot of dialogue of like you go back to this conference room and they explain things where i wish maybe you could just start a level and it had come through on an intercom or a communicator or something and be like, okay, the spider sores are in this section now. So that's why we transported you to the jungle. Uh, go to, and do that. You know, I wish it would do something instead of just like walk and talk. Right? Yeah. Right. It's like listening to text, press a to move on, listen to, you know, press a. It's, you can kind of skip through it. But for me, I wish that dialogue happened with something a little bit more interesting than standing your two characters just kind of standing in an auditorium, just being like, "I'm ready for action." Okay, we'll get <laughs> you know. But uh, aside from that, it, it's really fun. Definitely worth twenty bucks. And uh, if you like those kind of games, like that's it's it's great. And I haven't tried the two player yet. I really want to get to that, but uh, kind of ran out of time before we recorded. So is it there local we go. or is it only online? Local. Perfect. It is local. I don't even know if it is online. I got to check oh, that okay. one out. Uh, Can't tell you how many times we've wanted to play a game on our show and just completely bummed. Like Cuphead is the biggest example, especially mm-hmm. with the DLC coming out. And we're just, we can't play it online. We're just like, oh, the, so uh, the description here says one or two player local co-op. So I think it's oh, local only. only. Okay. 
Okay. Which, uh, which is a shame because if you don't have someone to play with and this isn't like my, my wife likes playing Ninja Turtles, but this isn't really, these kind of games aren't really her jam, jam. So I might have to get my brother over or take the switch over there. Luckily the code I got was for switch. So, uh, again, thank you to the, the, the people over at way forward. Um, everyone knows I'm a big fan of the Shantae series and a lot of their games like uh, mummy demastered and a, and a bunch of stuff they've done. And this is, uh, definitely not my favorite way forward game, but that's also pretty big. Uh, I was going to say, fill. we think we know which one it is, Mark. Yeah. The lady yeah. named Shantae. Yeah, that, okay. that would, uh, yeah, definitely a special place, uh, for, for those games in my, in Did- my heart. But these ones, these, this is, this is good. I, I want to see spider sores too. Like I want to see this, grow and continue and kind of learn like the Shantae games have. Like, I hope this isn't just a one and done um, this. Cause this is, it's like a, it's such a cool setup. If you like those, there's like, again, old Saturday morning cartoons playing this after playing Ninja Turtles. It's, it's perfect. It's just, this is the biker the, mice from Mars companion. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I can't believe you just said biker mice from Mars. I loved that show. Um, pretty sure I still have those toys at my parents' place. I got to dig those out. But uh, yeah, this one, like I could see toys for this. I could see all that kind of stuff, like action figures and just, um, you know, you get the two main characters and a bunch of spider stores and just have a fun time. Like it's, it's instantly just like, I could just see the merchandising and the, the Saturday morning cartoonness. And it, it brings me right back to those kind of games, like the Contra and stuff that I love, but balls hard, but worth it when you get through it and you, you finish that boss battle and you're like, yeah, okay, I did it. So it's, uh, it's fun, man. If you like those kind of games, definitely check this one out. Way forward. Such a good studio. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a lot of great stuff and, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, it, this is one that shows off their abilities and it, it is, it is very tough. And, uh, like I said, I didn't finish it. I'm looking forward to finishing it though. Cause it's, uh, it's one of those things that like when I'm not playing it, like I had to put it down to come record this. That's I, I just, I'm just keeping working my way through. And I got to a point, I forget what stage I'm even on right now, but like it's a few levels in and I'm like, I gotta, I, I might turn the difficulty down. Just like, I, I, I thought about it to, to be able to talk about finishing the game, but I, I want to stick with it on the more challenging difficulty and get the full experience. But that kind of stopped me from, <laughs> from being able to finish it and talk about it in, in time to record. But I made that decision to get the, the um, purest playthrough. But, uh, but there we go. And I, I will be posting stuff. So by the time people are listening to this, um, I'm going to be allowed to post stuff. But right now, technically, if you release this episode tonight, it's, uh, you know, I can't even do that. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that the timing worked out really well <laughs> for this review. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be out Wednesday, folks. So uh, it'll be live as you hear it. So and well, the game will be out. Uh, yeah, the game will be out on the fourteenth. But uh, the 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 episode we can we can post the this discussion about it uh, on the thirteenth. Absolutely. Well, very very cool. I'm excited up to you know. Uh, it looked neat. I love the art style. When I see the dinosaur, it looks really cool. Beautiful animation. Really love that. Um, Wayford does a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for myself. The quarry. I talked about it before, mm-hmm. but I beat the game, and I, it's so funny to hear everybody else's experiences about the game. Like the big thing with the quarry is just like until dawn, who survived, who didn't, how many mm-hmm. lived, and, and it's so funny because it's like so many people are like, 
oh great the three characters i hated lived and it's just it's just it's so funny and it's like most of the time you're making decisions and you're hoping like okay is this the right decision like i will just say there's one character where i'm like you know what she's kind of annoying but i still think she's fun I, I want her to live. So I'm like, I'm at a point, I'm like, well, I can check a bag or I can look in the attic because I heard a noise. So I'm thinking, you know what? They're gonna not going to go in the obvious choice, right? So I'm like, I'm going to pick the obvious choice because I think I'm going to just, I think they're going for the non-obvious. Guess what? They went for the obvious one. So oh, she no. <laughs> oh, Todd. I know. I know. I'm just a silly Billy. But um, no, the, check the attic. And then there's another mechanic where you are trying not to breathe. And there's like, you've got like this moment, you see your breath meter go down because you're trying to hold your breath, not be good. And the one character I liked her as well. Sorry. I, I don't have anything about females or something. I'm just bad at playing this game apparently because as the, 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 the screen came up, I hit the, the a button really quick, but I let go and I'm like, Oh crap. So yes, <laughs> I was, I was toast. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it's so much fun. Yeah, a couple of the, the dirt bags lived, and but it's it's kind of neat because the way they end the game, um, and it's different for everybody. And I I kind of I it essentially ends with the podcast, and you hear them, and apparently the podcast changes based on evidence you found and how and and who survived and things like that. I'm like, that's a novel approach to it, and it's got different endings. And this game will have multiplayer coming out, kind of like past the controller mode online. Um, I think update players or something like that. So that's kind of a cool novel uh, addition to it. Um, but then after you've beat the game, um, essentially you almost get like a free death pass where it unlocks like three uh, three undos. So you can go back and undo some decisions. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep my choices, my bad choices, and just move <laughs> on. But excellent game. I think it's one of their Great. best. It's fantastic. Okay. So I highly recommend if you want a spooky game, wait until October. It might be cheaper. It might come to Game Pass. It might be on PS Plus. I don't know. But it's phenomenal. And uh, I just think they, after a couple stumbles with the uh, Dark Pictures uh, anthology, um, mm-hmm. they really have picked up speed back to Until Dawn level, which still one of the best games on, on PlayStation. Um, so yeah, check it out. And then is a podcast called only murders in the quarry or yes. Is that, yes. Okay. Good. How did you know? <laughs> but they're, they're not as entertaining as us. Mark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're not as entertaining it, as us. It sounds like a very sad, depressing podcast. to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> dies. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they're like doing the, the real murders or if it's real or not. I think that the name yeah. of it was, oh, they had a clever name for their podcast too. So uh, okay. I'll give them credit yeah. for that. But yeah, very, very, very interesting. A very interesting way to go. And great cast. I mean, Lance Henrik uh, was in it. Uh, a bunch of other actors as well. As you know, Justice mm-hmm. Smith though, I think he was getting bad voice direction or something because he was so dour and boring. I'm like, put some energy in your acting, man. So that was my only caveat. I'm like, I expected better from him. You know, he was in Pikachu. Come on. Oh, well, we're going to move on to the game that I, it's taking me forever to finish. I started Luigi's mansion three, what in 2019, (laughs) I'm still not done with the game. (laughs) It's it's taking you a little bit. It does. So, but I'm committed because I've been playing it again and I really want to finish because I love it. And I realized I will not have a Nintendo game to really play this fall because nothing is in my wheelhouse. Nothing is really interesting. I have Super Mario Strikers to play from Gamefly. So I'm going to give that a try. I got, I got Wii 
uh, Switch Sports, which I haven't played yet, but I've got that now too. Uh, my move kind of moved up, missed up everything. So, uh, but this is probably going to be my Nintendo game that I end the year with. So I will finish it though, hopefully in next next week and finish it. But I realized something. This game, it's not great on portable because there's certain points of the game with Guiji where it pulls out so much and the characters mm. are so t- damn tiny on a seven screen. I'm like, it's not really that great. And the great thing about the game, it's so beautiful. You want those big images on their screen. So I was playing it off screen because Logan was playing a game, but still I prefer it docked because uh, it's just such a beautiful game. I think you just need that. I have the OLED, but it's not going to make the image bigger. Um, so that's where I feel like a game like that, where it, it pulls out a lot. I don't mm. want a two centimeter Luigi. You know, he's, so, he's yeah. too cute. If, if anything, the OLED makes it worse because it's a 720 screen, just bigger. So it's, it's like the, you know, the, you want that shrunken down for, for more fidelity, right? Like it's, you're yeah. just making the pixels bigger and making everything kind of, um, it's more vibrant, but it's, it's a little, uh, fuzzier, I suppose. Kind of, kind of like what you got from the, uh, the 3DS XL when you went up to that, yeah. it's like, Oh, it's such a big screen. It's like, yeah, a lot fuzzier and you look at something like the game boy micro that had like the most beautiful screen of a handheld ever because it was like it tiny tiny little stuff. tiny yeah it was yeah. great it was great except it gave uh tiny children arthritis <laughs> screen wise it was great uh function wise it may have yeah it may have uh had well, screw those kid hands now those adults who are playing it they're crippled yeah. for life that's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, the Binbok uh, Pro Cons, as I call them, are a dream. They make awesome. playing the Switch portably so much better. It's like having a Pro controller on the sides. It's wonderful. I recommend it to anyone that doesn't love the Joy Cons. It's it's a better way to play because, quite honestly, no, I'm not taking it anywhere except to sit on my couch. So I like a bigger controller. It's kind of it's essentially the size of a Steam Deck when you do that. But I love it. So definitely recommend it. Complete tangent here, but since we're talking about Switch and we won't be back to that, uh, what do you guys think about the Splatoon design Switch OLED and uh, Pro Controller? Doing anything for you, Todd? Yeah, I know you're you're not like a huge Splatoon I, guy. I like I like the design, everything of the dock. I just hate the pea stain color they picked. <laughs> It's so, uh, it's like, oh, why didn't you go with purple or something like that? The neon right. yellow looks like a pea stain, sorry. But I think bit. the design, yeah. I like the, the elements they added to it. I like it. Yeah. Nave? Maybe they were going Splatoon for that uh, ye old Nintendo 64 see-through consoles with all the different colors. They were going oh, for yeah. those really weird looking ones that no one ever picked. No yeah. one had those by choice. Everyone wanted purple or black, but everyone got like... Yeah. No, no, that's good. It's good. Yeah, but yeah, good. I mean, but I mean, the pro controller, I still feel like they could take a note from power a with their controllers. It looks so cool because essentially you get a little bit of design on that pro controller, but then it's just like a one color on each stick. And it's like, yeah. they need to up their game a little bit. Cause they've only had like four custom pro controllers in five, six years. Yeah. 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 It's been pretty bad. So anyway, that was it. Uh, no, definitely not the, I might go with the pro controller just because mine's, uh, from launch the the batteries seen better days. I might, I might go for it, but otherwise, no, I'm definitely not getting the system. I have my OLED. I'm, I'm good to go. So that's, uh, that's where we'll leave that. All right. 
So we're done with playing games. So we're going to talk about how you're going to watch game news in 2023 because E3 is back, baby, and it's being run by uh, Reed Pop, who does some of the biggest events in the world. They do Star Wars celebrations. They do uh, Emerald City Comic Con, New York Comic Con. I think they used to do C2E2, but they know how to put on a show and they know how to put on business shows because they do an actual business related uh, show. Uh, which is great because that is really what E3 was created for. But the other thing they do, well, is do events with lots of fans, Mm -hmm. which E3 has sorely missed. So this is coming back in 2023. It's going to have a digital presence plus also in person. And Jeff Keighley, once this was announced, came back and said, that's right, folks. Remember, Game Mess or Game Fest will be back in 2023 in digital and live as well. So with that, assuming June comes back, what do you gentlemen think of uh, E3 coming back? I missed it so much. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm somebody who just gets so excited so easily. I just love being happy about things. And so we uh, whenever we were doing we whenever the Xbox show was going on last month, I jumped on with Chris from One Hour and One Decision and Eric from Game Positive and we kind of just reacted to the showing as it was going on and i was just screaming the whole time i was just i love this kind of stuff and the Mm -hmm. thing that you lose with doing it all digitally is that crowd intensity that like raw uh performance that you get from having the crowd in front of you like the uh your breathtaking situation and even all the cringy (laughs) stuff that happens in e3 i love that stuff it's like part of my culture i've grown up with it at this point like I'm so excited. I hope that I hope it's successful, and I hope Jeff Keighley's thing is successful too. Because, and I hope there's less ads in Jeff Keighley's thing. Fingers crossed. But yeah, yeah. You don't want the Rock showing up and tell us to enjoy our gaming with Zoa Energy Drink. Watch the Zam trailer. As soon as he appeared on my screen, I immediately started bench pressing 200 pounds. I was like, I was so pumped. Very motivational. Yeah. Enjoy your gaming. I I have to agree, man. I I am very pumped for it to come back it's if you've been watching and following games as long as i have like e3 is just part of the experience that's such a big hype train the in-person event is always awesome and you're right even if you're watching the digital like conference or, or, or replay or whatever like you can still feel that energy in a room as someone's up on a stage and presenting something. And it, it has been missing the last few years from everything. Right. And it was fun uh, watching and hearing stories from star Wars celebration. I had so many friends at, at celebration and like reporting back stories and tweeting things and, and sending messages and whatever. Uh, and then on uh, Holocron Chronicles, you know, we just, we just had uh, a guest that was, that was there and, and, um, was like on the podcasting stage and had this amazing experience. And it, it's, it's something about those kind of things that, that there's, there's this like tangible factor to it that even if you're not in the room, you can still get hyped and, and get excited. Uh, but I, I also love E3 in the past as just, it's, it's such a condensed thing. You knew everything was happening for these couple of days where summer of gaming, Jeff Keighley, there's been some cool stuff going on and, but, but no one, he hasn't been able to bring everything together as E3 has in the past and, and put deadlines on things. And I don't know if maybe that's 
going to continue? Can E3 wrangle the big companies again and, and get things back to how they were? Or is that kind of a thing of the past altogether? And we're, we're going to see it next year. Um, but I, I hope it is. I hope it's this few days of a celebration of gaming that because it's in person, maybe the companies will show up. Maybe there'll be a presence and we still haven't had a proper Nintendo direct. We had like a mini and a, you know, couple of game showcases and stuff like that. Sony's been really weird and doing their own little weird thing. Xbox kind of showed up and showed off, but that was about it. So next year, all these companies, I think after all these game delays are going to have a big lineup, and hopefully have their ducks in a row to all be like, here's three days of goodness. Let's go. And I, I miss that. And I, I miss the cohesion of, of E3 as, as, as much as, you know, Keely, Keely tries to, to do some great stuff and the, you know, ads or this or that or whatever. And I mean, I watched it all replay. We talked about that on the show and I skipped through a lot of the stuff that Keely did. So to me, it was a great show, but like from Todd, you watching it live, you had a very different experience than me who could hit the fast forward button and skip through chunks at a time. So, um, we're going to see. I'm I'm excited right now that it's coming back though. E3, even just the name, it's just like, yeah, celebration. You're like it's 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 gamer Christmas, right? Like it's it's that anticipation and excitement. So, uh Todd, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm I'm of two minds. Um I hope this is a new improved E3 because the ESA, which previously in E3 was a hot trash mess. They didn't really have any experience doing this stuff and they just kind of hoped that other people came and made it good. Um, but then when you had things change, where Nintendo did digital events, and then Sony said, I'm not showing up anymore. And then Xbox didn't even have their presence at the show. They were actually, they had their own theater, I think, at the Microsoft Theater. Where they had a lot of their own stuff. So, and then Activision wasn't showing up. And it seems like it was like everybody was doing their own thing. It devolved over time. And it became, the halls apparently became like a ghost town to a mm -hmm. large extent. So what I'm hoping is, and I hope it's not you know, divide and conquer between Keeley and E3, because that means you're getting like half of the good announcements in two places. So it dilutes it. Um, mm. Who shows up where? Um, I mean, Jeff Keeley should get some good positive vibes for keeping things going since E3 just decided not to show up anymore. So you hope that Jeff Keeley's efforts with the game awards and everything like that is rewarded with, you know, some loyalty. But the best thing we could hope is Jeff Keeley becomes the face of E3 again. And under mm. his banner or something becomes the media face and all these other things. Read pop does the f show floor stuff brings, you know, has the connections that works for both the media, the fans, and also the companies. And then, um, we hopefully can get some synergies from it. And what I miss, I loved G4. I'm um, not sure what they had in Canada. Maybe they had it there too. And, and G4, they had the, I, I, you know, they had the song, I believe it or not, uh, I'm watching E3. I loved that. And they had great coverage. They would go on the show floor. They would take you around. And I think that was been missing is um, if you're far away, you can't attend. Cause only like maybe 60,000 people get to 10. So uh, essentially you got the great show floor that only a small people amount of people see. And I think that's, um, so for what we normally would see at E3 is the big press conferences, and then maybe we'd see some developer interviews. So I'm hoping they go deeper in and bringing the experience to us as fans, kind of like how Nintendo does their uh, treehouse. Right. Oh. Yeah. In three, two, one. Uh, game coverage in Canada actually 
stopped with uh, Nicholas Piccolis and Video and Arcade Top 10. So we didn't get any E3 coverage for many decades. And oh, that no. is a lie because a lot of stuff <laughs> happened up here. But if any Canadian listeners are like, yeah, Video and Arcade Top 10, Nicholas Piccolis, that's his real name. Um, great show. Great show. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, E3. Um, yeah, G, G, all, yeah we, we had all that stuff up here. Yeah, I mean, so I'm hoping whoever owns the digital piece does have some ability to bring the floor to us because Mm -hmm. I think that's what everyone wants to see. They want to see Nintendo's booth. They want to see the games being played. They want to talk to the devs. They want to see all the cool stuff and not have to go to a million, uh, you know, websites to see that stuff. I think it's having a home makes it really, really cool. And mm-hmm. um, as good as G4 about was back in the day, I mean, video capabilities, all the stuff, and, and all the people they can bring in. And, you know, the cool part, bring in personalities from the different gaming media, uh, rising uh, people that are doing great media and podcasting and stuff like that, Twitch, um, mm-hmm. and that can entertain. That's the formula for sex. Success, not sex. <laughs> sex, too. Yeah, our booth babe's yeah. coming back. Our booth babe's coming back. Who knows? Booth dudes. Might, maybe that's the future. Booth dudes. There you go. All right. Well, folks, let us know. What do you do, Duke Nukem? Exactly. It's Duke <laughs> Nukem actually shows up because he's unemployed, essentially. You know, <laughs> he's got the beer gut hanging out. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> got a Nintendo Switch strapped to him. <laughs> like, you have to, because like, they don't want you stealing him. Yeah. That's the future. Oh, well. Um, well, let us know what you want from E3. Are you happy about this? Are you sad? Um, do you want Nicholas Piccolis to come back? Tell Mark. Yes. The answer is always yes for that one. Okay. Well, Nate, did good. you watch Video Arcade Top 10? That one go way over your head. I, uh, I did. I don't know who Nicholas Piccolis is, but that's oh, an excellent name. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that was such a great show. They just played like like – NES and Super Nintendo games, I think, was the era that that show was on, uh, and and they just they literally just like played games and and uh, whoever got like further in the game, they'd have some like arbitrary thing of like who won, but it was like just all kids competing against each other, playing like random NES games. It'd be like, yeah, this person got like six coins, so they win, or this person didn't die, so you win the prize, and you, like they basically just got to bring the game home, and like everyone else won a pack of gum. It was like the most Canadian video game TV show ever, and I'm sure like Sean Capri and maybe one other person will know what I'm talking about, so... You definitely just unlocked a memory that I haven't thought of in like a decade, but for some reason I'm thinking of Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh yeah, now. Nickelodeon Arcade, right? That was another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that stuff, and I was into it. I thought that that rock was real. Oh hell yeah! Absolutely. Yeah, brought that show back. It's on the CW now. They have Legends of the Hidden Temple, like the reboot. So. Check it out cool. there, folks. I had Starcade growing up in the 80s. With The kids would come in to play arcade games. And it was funny because the, the host was like the stodgy old dude who was like, what, you want me to talk about video games? Oh, crap. Puts out a cigarette. He might have even smoked on, on the screen. Who knows? But yeah, he got kind of talked into it. Yeah, there Amazing. we go. Yeah, Amazing. so we'll, we'll, we'll go from there and we'll talk about the bonus round. Um, kind of where we started. We're bringing it back at the end. And we're talking about games that were delayed. Um, and, you know, we talked about some that have come out, but there's still some that we don't know if they're ever coming out. Um, canceled in, in uh, you know, are, are they in uh, some type of weird uh, paradox where we'll never know if they come back? So, uh, you know, games that have been announced, but we have no clue if they're coming, no screenshots, no videos, no nothing. Um, are you still hopeful 
or should you abandon hope? So are there any games, gentlemen, that you're like, this game was announced and it's the game I've always wanted, but I don't know if I can still hold out hope. Is there any that you hold in your heart? I'm definitely, I don't think this game was ever announced, but it was mentioned that it was in the works and that was Tony Hawk remake for oh, three and four. Dude. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed that it was from the, from the Hawk man himself yeah. talking about how it's not happening anymore. And uh, I don't know. Uh, whenever the acquisition first started being talked about, uh, the Activision acquisition, say that 10 times fast, from Xbox, they verbatim were like, you know, Guitar Hero, Tony Hawk. They started naming off different yeah. franchises. And I was like, I was like, yay! You know, it, I, of course, I don't know if anything's actually going to happen because why would something good happen to me? But the, um, the Tony Hawk game I would really have loved to have. Or Spyro coming back. I mean, Crash Bandicoot got his own game. Yeah. Like, bring some of these nostalgic things. Put, like, a smaller team in, on something nostalgic. Pull in Obsidian. You know, Obsidian's doing mm. great with all of these little small projects that they're going out on. And I don't think that exactly answers the question, but off the top of my head, I can't think of any yeah. delayed games right now. It's funny. Like, with that, even though Tony Hawk himself was like, yeah, we're, they're, they're no longer – they're not developing the, the 3 and 4 remake. To me, combined with them saying, like, you know, we want to – there's so many – things like you, you just listed off you know guitar hero and this and that whatever it's like well okay was was the one and two remake successful enough that they're just doing a new game that they don't have to do like faithful straight remakes of three and four like maybe it'll be kind of a, a like super mario kart kind of thing where it's like a new game but there's also some old stages and some cool stuff and it's like you know like because i think one and two was successful enough i i I don't know, man. I, I thought it was anyway. Like you still, it, this, this it's, is the problem, Mark. It's yeah. owned by Activision. Guess what? Every studio that's not Infinity Ward or uh, one of those other studios, NeverSoft, uh, was it Toys for Bob? Uh, all the cool studios that were doing all the cool stuff are now like support studios yeah. for either Call of Duty. That's what NeverSoft is working on right now. So, and then I believe one of the other studios that was doing some really cool stuff with, I mean, like Atari and stuff like that, is now I think support and completely a studio with um, Blizzard and working right. on Diablo. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I just feel Activision is a has so many cool IP that just got, got, you know, basically sacrificed for Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. It brings yeah. a tear to my eye. It was like when I woke up, it, I woke up and I checked Twitter one morning on, on Trending. I saw Harmonix, the guys who make Rock Band. I'm a huge music video game player, by the way. But I saw Harmonix trending, and I was like, oh my god, they're making instruments or something good. And I went and I checked, and it's like Harmonix was purchased by Epic to work on Fortnite. And I was like, oh. Music events. Music oh. events in Fortnite. Yep. Music event. Well, Fortnite has a couple of new things, and I don't, I'm guessing the Harmonix team is working on that. But when the last season event happened when the game went down the music. So there was like a, a still image screen kind of thing, or like a little bit of animated kind of thing that they usually do that static screen in between seasons while the game's down and the music was all procedurally generated. And uh, I think they've been using that in the new season as well to, to do some, some like tunes and stuff when you're running around, because then it's not going to get hit by copyright and streaming and all that kind of stuff. So um they they've been doing some interesting stuff with music, but nothing that it's like get excited for harmonics being part of the rock, the, uh, the, the Fortnite team. Like they're doing some very interesting um, like AI kind of 
like I said, procedurally generated music, but like it's not rock band. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I still own my rock band guitar and my rock band uh, stuff on my PS. Thank God those are backwards compatible on PS5 because Mm -hmm. I can continue playing until my plastic instrument breaks because they don't make those anymore. And if you looked on eBay to find those instruments, holy crap, somebody should have went to GameStop when they were like 12 bucks a pop. Bought like eighty five yeah. of them, People and then you were just throwing them in the trash, like perfectly good. But yes. it was just like I have seventeen plastic guitars. I guess I'll throw that out. It's it's crazy to think, and now they're, they're crazy expensive. Yeah. Uh, for me, a couple pop up instantly. Luckily, we're getting one very soon, and that's Skull and Bones. You already mentioned it, Todd, uh, at the top of the show. This game's been in development, or it was announced in 2017? I believe so. And it was just kind of like, yeah, we're going to do that. Like, it was shortly after Black Flag was released. And how many freaking Assassin's Creed games has there been since Black Flag? Like, this is what this game is based off of. And it, it looks cool. It's it's going to be a different pirate experience from Sea of Thieves. And I love my pirate games and I love my pirate stuff. And this is going to be, I think is going to be neat. Black flags is still, I think my favorite Assassin's Creed game, even though the ship sailing wasn't my favorite part of that necessarily. I still think this game is going to be pretty cool. So I'm, I'm happy that after a ridiculously long development period, this one's finally going to see the light of day in November. Uh, the other big one for me, and I'm still, who knows? Uh, right now we have a JPEG. Metroid Prime 4. You know, they're up there, they didn't their graphics, uh, their graphics budget. Yeah, I mean, that's like for E3 this next year, maybe. Maybe we'll get a moving image, you know? Maybe some of that blue flame behind the four. I just want a gift, Mark. Move, that's it. That's all I'm hoping for. Uh, something vaguely in the back that yeah, maybe you can <laughs> interpret as something. So that maybe it's something sound, to talk about. A sound effect of like, yeah, the a blaster charging up or something. Just Joey Ferris and I just holding the hands like, it's happening. It, um, you speed it up times like, two and then you play it in reverse. It's like it's like uh, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. It's telling us something. Exactly. No, it's just a voice exactly. track from Metroid Other M. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I hope we see something eventually for that game, but right, until right now, it's it's just in the ether. Who knows? Uh, Todd, what about you? What's what's you like? Mark, your, I was going to say, I'm really surprised you didn't go to like the Metroid Prime HD trilogy that you know, like everybody see, talks about, so, like the Boogeyman. Those ones are, and that's it. We, we've never gotten even the slightest confirmation that that's real, aside from rumors and, and this and that. Uh, Metroid F- Prime Four, they showed that off, or they they showed off that logo again back in 2017, I think. Oddly enough, and uh, with, with Skull uh, Skull and Bones, uh, but like, where is it? <laughs> like that's that's all we've heard and it, we've heard that it's they're still working on it they've restarted development they brought um they brought retro back they you know they whatever like all it's been going through hell basically so at this point it's it's it, no wonder we haven't seen anything because i i think they've basically threw out two or three years worth of development and started from scratch is what it sounded like but uh i i hope we get something just an update or anything really at this point um, well, mark it's taking a lot of energy to put funky kong into metroid prime 4 
I'll accept that at this point. <laughs> it's like the planet go. of the apes where Metroid goes to the planet yep. of the apes, basically the planet of the Kongs. So that's yep. what we're getting. We've all fighting litigiously with Rare to exactly. get Banjo and Donkey Kong all all together once again. It's all in Metroid. I do that. You know, yeah. that, that, if that's the first game we get in the uh, the Smash Brothers universe, the um, SCU or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that that's the connective tissue of uh, yeah, uh, Funky Kong breaking through the. Yeah, Samus, you have to help us, man. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Samus on a surfboard. That's all yeah. we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's why the tech, tech surfing technology, it's not hard. It's not very easy in video games. So you know, no, give exactly. Give That's why I haven't got a new wave race. The wave physics has just gotten harder. Exactly. Too much. Too much. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I was going to say, and I, I thought about this when I thought about pirates and everything with you. You remind me of Steve the pirate from Dodgeball. That's all I'll say. Ah, oh, thanks, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I love Alan Tudyk. He's a good bird. Yeah. Yeah. You can dodge a wrench. You can yeah. Dodge a ball. Uh, I'm gonna. I've got two off the top of my head. Uh, one's an oldie but a goodie, uh, and one's a more recent game that uh, you know don't know. Um, and that would be Beyond Good and Evil Two. First, mm. that's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil was a niche cult classic, and then <laughs> I think it was first announced that it was coming back. Like we saw like this weird like teaser video back in 2008. You're like, oh, it's happening. Oh, my God, there's a pig. Yeah. And then it's like nothing. Nothing. And then they officially reintroduced it, I think, in 2017. 2017. Okay, there you go. Well, that's the last it was seen, wasn't it? Okay. Well, they. I think the initial announcement – yeah, I have to look and see what the initial announcement was. But, I mean, we're talking about – I mean, a game. It's been 20 – you know, God, we're almost at 20 years since Beyond Good and Evil. And talk about that. And then when they reintroduced Beyond Good and Evil 2, it was like uh, this weird, like dystopian uh, world where they wanted people to create the assets and not get paid for it. And it was weird and huge. And I'm like, that's not what we wanted. Why are we getting this game? It's so insane. The creator left. Michael Ansel is gone. He's gone from mm-hmm. Ubisoft. He was a weirdo, apparently. Um, and it's been dead silent since. But apparently this game, and maybe because, you know, uh, Skull and Bones exists, maybe there's a sign of life. But I don't know. I just don't have any faith. But I love the first Beyond Good and Evil. Play it if you can. It's backwards compatible. It's HD-ified. Um, I don't know if it's really aged well, but still, it's such a fun, engaging game. And I just wish they would have just made a proper sequel, like, two years after and had fun with it. But you know what? I, you know, a girl photographer with an Uncle Pig... I mean, that's a story that, you know, just makes millions. Yeah. Uh, the more recent game is a game called Last Night. That was announced at the Xbox Showcase in 2020. And it was a game similar to, uh, it seems like every Xbox game, or st- they have one game that stands out, like Cuphead. Like Cuphead just stood out. It's an indie. People loved it by the art style. It stood out. Last Night is another game similar to it where it has this really cool, it looks like Blade Runner with uh, pixel art, but in that really cool detailed way with almost like rotoscoped natural movement. And it looks phenomenal. Oh, shit. I remember this. I just had to look it up because I wasn't remembering it. But yeah, that game looked awesome. 
it was like it kind of gave me it's like a 2d octopath traveler like mm. action platformer kind of looking thing it's wonderful the art style just stands out and looks so compelling and it's like oh wow i'm so cool i'm so glad we're taking like to your point octopath travel like that that pixel art but putting it in 3d making it more advanced it doesn't look like a throwback game it looks like something new and unique and i loved it and i'm like i cannot wait to play this game mm-hmm. but i've heard rumors and i'm i'm actually in the discord for this game like all the news announcements just to hear if anything's going to happen and apparently there's been a lot of negativity with this developer and some things like that so i'm just like i don't know if this will ever happen so i mean it's just a shame that you know something that looks so promising and unique and stands out that may never make it because of just drama behind the scenes and you know issues with developers yeah i mean it's didn't it's they so didn't xbox the next year show a 2d game like I think it was called Replaced or something like that. That yes. kind of was similar. Absolutely. There was and something that, that yeah. I was like, oh, what happened to that last night game? And yeah, now I'm thinking, what happened to Replaced? Because I haven't heard anything about <laughs> well, that game either. Well, Replaced, they're actually, they're impacted by the Ukrainian war. Uh, I believe they're either right. uh, uh, impacted that. by yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And there was a 2021 game. Once again, Xbox always seems to capture a game. Uh, this year, I think it was that Cthulhu metroidvania game which i can't remember mm. the name of it but it just stood out and people are like wow this looks amazing so um i love the fact that xbox can grab something that knows that this will catch people's eye no matter how much they show of it so um but yeah uh to your point i hope replaced is going to be okay um i would hate to, i mean we also heard that happened to the was it the metro game got the uh, stalker 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 too mm. yeah yeah, so it's it's a shame. And also Atomic Heart. Yeah, now I'm getting a bunch of games that are yes. delayed in my head. It's like, well, now I'm thinking of Half-Life 3. I could have, that was, oh, that oh, was that's, a that's the easy, that's the, that's the, the cherry picking from the tree right there. Yeah, I cool. had it. I was like, yeah. you set me up. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to wander through this question <laughs> and not answer it. That's the low hanging there. fruit. Yeah. 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 I mean, to your point, and I mean, uh, I mean, another game I could pull out of my butt is, um, uh, Oh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. It was an Xbox uh, original title. Really, really cool uh, concept, space. Didn't pull off everything very well. Um, Orson Scott Card wrote it. It was by the guys who did Shadow Complex. Really, really cool game. And it begged for a sequel because it ended on a cliffhanger. It never came back. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Um and they had a weird contest where they were like offering a million dollars. If you finish the game, the contest was a ruse. It never happened. They never gave anybody the money. Um, but, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. But if I'll, I'll think about it, I'll bring it up. But I mean, uh, I mean, you brought up some great games. I mean, and uh, I mean, we all hope these games come out. So in your heart of hearts, the games we've talked about, do you still think they're going to come? Yeah. And before I, Finish up, found the game, Advent Rising, check it out. I don't know if it's backwards compatible. <laughs> Hopefully oh, it is. Hopefully it is. Isn't uh, Advent Rising the game that like it's like if you beat it, you get a million dollars or something like that. Yes. And they lied. <laughs> they, I didn't even think about it. It's like they the did. McDonald's Monopoly thing. Like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that would be so nice. And then I just forgot about it. I went and played Brutal Force or whatever it was called. <laughs> You got three railroads and you didn't get to finish. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, so I think, which, uh, do you think these games will ever come out that we talked about? Uh, for me, I mean, the ones that I mentioned, uh, Skull and Bones, we know a release date for that is is in November, uh, November 
28th, I think they said. Anyway, November. Um, at Metroid Prime 4, I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Will it come out for this generation of hardware or will this launch Switch 2, Switch Pro, 3, Switch D, S? Uh, I, who knows? But it, eventually, I, I don't think they're going to leave that franchise uh, behind but um yeah I, I think eventually that will come out for the other stuff uh who knows man how do you feel about beyond good and evil 2 i don't think it's ever coming out it's kind of like no. splinter cell and that was another game it's like that's finally announced to come out so i think it's gonna be like splinter cell but if it does come back i think it's gonna be like the spiritual successor part two and they're going to go back to the back to the original concept versus mm. this crazy game and they'll use that engine for something else yeah. Yeah. Nave, what about you like do you have any confidence in any of these games eventually coming out or what's are you kind of a glass half full glass half empty what are you how are you feeling on these like up in the air kind of games i'm very nervous about those games that are like being disrupted by that uh war in eastern europe that's really depressing and i I, i'm remembering i can't remember which dev it was it was one of the ukrainian ones but they were doing like a development update on like the few people who were left in ukraine i think most of them evacuated it's really crazy stuff and i i don't what happens to the because i'm pretty sure atomic heart is also delayed but atomic hearts made by a russian company i don't know what's going on with those guys like how i don't know how any of that works honestly i'm so out of the loop and yeah, I, I'm worried about those games in particular. Selfish. I mean, that's a selfish thing to say, I guess. But, I mean, um, as far as a lot of these other games, like Half-Life 3, I don't think it's ever... I don't think... I think that's gone. I think that... What else did we bring up? The Replaced game. I, I'm. That's one of the Ukrainian games. The other one, though. The one that reminded me of Replaced. What was it called again? Last Last, last night. night. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid for that game as well. Because when you started bringing up the negativity in the development studio i vaguely remember things being talked about as well on twitter i just don't remember exactly what was going on i think it was like one of the lead devs something about youtube i can't remember it's just as soon as i see like i if i see a black hole forming i go oh no and i just i back away very quickly and so i have to get out of there but what do you think the chances are we'd see another tony hawk not a remake do you think Activision, do you think Microsoft's going to make good on the name and do something new? Or do you think that one's dead too? I'm so surprised at how the game is not in development because the very the, the remake of 1 and 2 was very successful as far as I remember. Like, And I mm-hmm. still have it installed on my Series X. And I go on and I go, yeah, I go online and I play with people. There are people still playing that game online. Granted, there are people still playing Fable 2 and stuff like that. I don't know, what, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but... I definitely got a fish in Fable 2. Somebody traded me a fish. But yeah, and the people playing Tony Hawk are really good. The people that are still oh, yeah. So so it's a... I just... I, the one I'm most nostalgic for is Tony Hawk 3. So I'm just so peeved. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not coming because of that. I'm like, I can't... I was like, oh, this is great. I can't believe it. 3 is coming next, right? I get to hear Ace of Spades by Motorhead. They're like, no, play it on Spotify, young young man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, your dreams are good. No, you know, the, the, the likelihood, though, potentially, if Microsoft comes in, they will add more support to the games and allow more studios to really focus on their passions. 
the problem is that those games have lost all their, like if all the studios have lost really the people and they've just dispersed and things like that, that, that may be a problem. So, but Mm. I bet you get people that have a passion for Tony Hawk that want to make the next one or remaster. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, At this, at this stage, like Tony Hawk's got enough nostalgia that you get game developers from any Microsoft studio, you're going to be able to form a team and say like, Hey, you're the Tony Hawk team now, like have at it. And you're going to have people that were raised on those games that are like, hell yeah, I'm taking over Tony Hawk. Let's do this. And they know how it feels and they know how it's supposed to feel. And they can nail that kind of bring it up to a modern kind of thing, just like they did with that remake of one and two, like those games weren't that good if you go back and play them, but like they felt so good, but they still felt like they should like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a weird, perfect remake. Like, holy crap! Yeah. Well, the good part, Mark, if they do this, they've got enough IP with between all of the studios and what Microsoft owns, they can make Tony Hawk All Stars because you know the Tony Hawk <laughs> and like Spider Man <laughs> and Darth Maul, they're gonna bring Dude. in like it's Master Chief on a skateboard. It's Don't gonna be to like Conquer. It's gonna be it's gonna be Conquer. And and isn't that awesome? I mean, it's like the oh, wacky yeah. All Stars. I just want to play it. as the NeverSoft logo man again. <laughs> just there you go with that weird eyeball yeah. and the, yeah, the freaky yeah um yeah i mean and, and with half-life 3 i mean half-life alex came out and was lauded so i think valve knows that um and valve can do whatever they want they make that more money than god but i mean i think that was maybe they're dipping their toes back into half-life to say oh people like half-life still and mm. they don't expect the world so maybe that's their entry back into it maybe it's going to be Maybe it's going to be VR. We don't know, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, that'll that'll launch uh, Apple's uh, mixed reality headset. <laughs> it's only going to be three thousand dollars. Don't worry about it. It's great. <laughs> so there'll be like an install base of like thirty people. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. What is that meme exactly. going on on Twitter? It's like it's a ten, but it's only on the system with the install yeah. base of fifty people. <laughs> and that's gonna Absolutely. be half-life three yeah that's it yeah exactly. it'll play exclusively on apple's three thousand dollar ar vr headset and the apple car display oh no uh, it's on labo that's it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> labo vr <laughs> but all the cardboard's been destroyed and burned no one has I still it i have my labo vr it's it's i uh, gave it's mine to sean caprice or sean nice is something nice. Yeah, okay yeah so uh yeah Good, good kids. Oh, well. Well, that was a lot of fun, folks. If you if we missed any obvious ones about those franchises that are in lock cage, ready to be emerged, let us know because obviously we only scratch the surface. And please, you know, game developers, make our dreams come true. Make it Event Rising 2, but without Horses uh, Sky Card. So with that, uh, thank you, Nave. This has been a blast. And, you know, we've had some hijinks. We're standing Dogs running around, <laughs> stealing controllers. This was a blast, and you were a gem. So tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, I run uh, half of Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. We're on most podcasters. We upload onto YouTube sometimes. We're very irresponsible with that one because it's not done automatically. And so uh, I run the Twitter account, which is at Game Together Pod. And on Xbox, you can find me as, as Guns versus Kittens spaces in between those two those three words i got so, approved i'm not banned yet so it's 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 uh, always a conversation starter amongst my team in multiplayer games so i hope Peter oh, doesn't do. listen to this podcast 
Oh yeah, unless they think that the kittens would win, because usually the oh. question is how many gun, how many kittens, and is a human holding the gun? And usually I'm like, no, <laughs> a, a bunch and no. So is it VS? Object. Not not you don't spell out versus. Uh, VS, yeah. Uh, VS, okay, I VS, have this yeah. weird thing in my brain where I I always look at the character limit for names and I go, okay, right. I need to use all of this real estate, and I don't want numbers. I don't want any symbols. I just want it to be a statement. And so I don't remember what compelled me to this. I think it was versus kittens. And I was like, okay, I have enough for four letters. What is the word? You know, and so I just brainstormed until I came up with that one. 557,325 gamer score. Yeah, I've got a problem. Wow. Dude. Wow. I've got quite Holy a problem. Shit. I'm assuming you've, you've not gamed the system with any like easy pickings. Like no, the there's quite a few. There's quite like oh, okay. occasionally <laughs> when I feel bad and I've had and I've had a bad day at work, I come home and I crack three thousand in twenty minutes, and I'm like, oh, that's the dopamine I needed. Now I'm going back yeah, to Elden Ring. Yeah, I just it's like <laughs> I just, his, uh, it's like work with his Game Pass quests. No, I was just playing on the weekend. I played uh, some more of the Paw Patrol game on on Game Pass, and. Uh, Every single thing you do in that, it's popping achievements. And I'm just playing it to amuse my Everybody son on Saturday morning. And it's just, he's like, you know, he's like singing Paw Patrol and like Pup Up Boogie. And he's just having a good time. And I'm just like, game or score, yeah. let's do this. Well, this, um, this is really is for amazing. me, son. This is for me. This is my yeah, reward. <laughs> we were both getting it. something from it. It was great. Exactly. It was a good Saturday morning. And on Twitter, I have been repping Peppa Pig or my friend Peppa Pig or whatever the game just came out. And I, it's ironic, but at some point, it's not ironic if you keep doing it. You know what I mean? I'm like, eventually, I need to play this game and like really see what I'm pushing on people. I heard if you Absolutely. watch enough Peppa Pig, you get an, you get a British accent. That's all I know. Oh yeah, I'm the worst. I really, um, I'm a, I'm a social yeah. parrot. I'll start talking just like whoever I'm talking to. If you have a southern accent, I just morph my voice. I, I can't, I can't help it. It's the worst. Uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent convinced that Finn's gonna have a, 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 at least partially Australian accent from watching so much Bluey. Really? There's not a chance he's not gonna have at least a few Australian phrases, like for sure. He's definitely gonna be confused sometimes at school. Where uh, yeah, someone says a yeah. word, and he's like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> we need to use the dunny. It's the potty fit we're trying to train. If he starts saying a shoom, Mark, like a lot of, yeah, uh, yeah those people, yeah. Those, the, I don't know where they came That's up it. with those crazy, those crazy, <laughs> crazy folks under the, uh, the horizon. Um, but thank you, Nave. That was a blast. Follow Nave. It's been a, it's been so much fun. Uh, and you know, podcast standing up folks. It's the new thing. Um, I did the whole thing. I'm getting my car. I'm gonna stop doing it at my, my kitchen table, apparently, exactly, and find Mark, a, yeah. a tripod for my camera. Yeah. You can kind it's of sad. send. You can kind of like do a stretch. Oh, yeah. Just as talking with my yeah. camera up or something. Yeah, there we go. Uh, very quickly, Mark, uh, where people can follow you? Yeah, uh, the underscore Canardian on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch, TikTok, wherever you want to find me, uh, and and in the Discord as well, and on Switch and Xbox, just Canardian. Excellent. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tioxtra and go to secretfriendsunite.com. Uh, go to our YouTube page. We've got a custom URL. It's fantastic. Woo. Thank you for the final push on that, folks, where you can see this fantastic face, these fantastic faces, and dogs and balloons in the background. Um, and also subscribe to all of our wonderful podcasts. Subscribe to our network feed because you know what, folks? It's got all our podcasts on there. Go to secretfriendsunite.com. Uh, are, uh, I'm putting those in now on the source code. 
It's all there. Join us. Have fun. So with that, Mark, yep. Nave, it's been wonderful. Thank you both. And remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.